Welcome to Dear So-and-So, a phone call between friends where we offer up advice that no one has asked us for. As always, we'll read some of our favorite advice column questions and give our unsolicited opinions. I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. And I'm Steph Karp. Welcome to Dear So-and-So. Welcome. Welcome. I would love to read you, I put oysters in the smoothies. I put oysters in the smoothies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's their TLDR. I put oysters in the smoothies. What does TLDR okay. mean again? Too long didn't too long didn't read. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite. It's my favorite of the acronyms on the internet. I love it Whoa, so much. Whoa, what what is this from? This is a this is from the Reddit the subreddit relationship advice. Okay, these are this is about a bunch of twenty five year old roommates. I've been doing healthy eating since quarantine. Sometimes. <laughs> I've been quote unquote doing healthy eating. Yeah, do it. It's really funny. Okay, <laughs> I've been doing it. I mean, do it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing healthy eating. Yeah, um, me too. Since quarantine, good for you, 25 year olds. Yeah. Get it together. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes by bad luck, my healthy eating has led to conflicts for me. Oh, Whoa. that's a little bit that, of backstory. That's that like both is bad luck. and interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's bad, bad luck, luck, my friend. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I've been making breakfast smoothies for months. Mm-hmm. What do I put in the smoothie? I'll tell you. Okay, First, good. a non-dairy milk, like almond, soy, or my favorite, oat. Everybody's favorite is oat. Oh, obviously. Then I put two greens, usually kale and spinach. Correct. Then a nice berry fruit, like blueberries or raspberries or yeah. a mix. Yeah. Then either chia seeds or flax seeds. Oh, good fiber. I'm loving this. Yeah. Then, my secret ingredient, a can of canned oysters. Usually, I use Crown Prince canned oysters, but I'll use Bumblebee if that's all they have. Mm -hmm. Now, to me, this is very delicious. First of all, an oyster is very healthy to eat. Protein, vitamin D, vitamin B12, healthy fats, all kinds of other stuff. Okay. It's very, very healthy to eat. All right. We believe you. Yeah. You didn't have to say it twice. Yeah. Combined with the nice fruits and veggies and my non-dairy milk, hello, it's a cup of nutrition. Yum. My roommates have seen me having smoothies and asked to try it. Mm. So I said yes. They said it was very good. Out of good manners, I began making three cups worth of smoothies in our blender each morning, and my two roommates will have a smoothie each. Mm -hmm. Now, they never really paid attention when I make the smoothies and assumed only fruits and veggies were in the ingredients. Until this morning, my one roommate saw me pour a can of oysters into the blender. What the fuck? She said. It turned out (laughs) my two roommates had no idea that oysters were in the smoothies. Of course they didn't. Um, And were very upset at me, causing an interpersonal conflict. My one roommate said it was revolting, quote unquote. My other roommate also thought it was gross. I should note one roommate claims to hate oysters in general. And one roommate likes, quote, real oysters like you get at a seafood place, but thinks canned oysters somehow become gross and are not, quote unquote, not authentic. (laughs) Authentic seafood. Let me tell you this. Fishermen eat oysters out of cans, says the daughter of a fisherman. Oh, and as a side note for my birthday this year in December, I have already decided we're doing like just Spanish canned seafood. Yes, it's like the most expensive birthday ever. It yeah, sounds so low oil, class. On a cracker. Right. So good. <laughs> $17 a can. So indulgent and outrageous and Isn't like it? so vinegary and oily. I'm so proud of you. It's so amazing. 
Okay, I told them they were being stupid because they both loved my smoothies for months. So obviously they do like the taste of oysters being blended up. Mm. They said they should not that I should not have kept it a secret and claimed I have betrayed them. They say I should have disclosed what is in the smoothie. I said that is not my responsibility. If one of them were vegan or allergic to oysters, I will, of course would have never made the smoothie for them. But as they had no such things, I thought it was not my responsibility to specify mm. every single ingredient of a smoothie. They want me to stop masting, making the oyster smoothies. I told them, never. They can make their own smoothies and for that matter, buy their own blender. They're very mad at me and insist I apologize for deceiving them. How can I repair relations with my roommates? And am I truly in the wrong for making oyster smoothies? So the question, the, like there's a lot to unpack here personally, <laughs> but, the, but the only question here is, how can I repair my relationship with my roommates? And am I truly in the wrong for making oyster smoothies? Mm-hmm. And I have the answers. How can I repair my relationship with my roommates? Just apologize. Am I truly in the wrong for making oyster smoothies? Nope. Nope. (laughs) I mean, I thought the question, I thought you were going to say the only question here really is boiled or smoked. Oh my God. Never smoked. Sorry. (laughs) I don't like it at all. I once opened a can of uh, smoked oysters and I spilled a little bit of the like oil, the juice on the table, (laughs) and it was impossible to remove the smoky smell like that oil the just like oil into the much. table yeah, yeah it, it just like yeah it was like using furniture oil on my table it looked beautiful like the table had this really nice sheen but it sure. smelled bad forever I can't imagine being a person receiving food from a friend that doesn't ask what's in this. And that may, you know, that may signal a little bit more about my own neuroses. That yeah. may say more about me. But if somebody made me a smoothie, the first mm-hmm. thing I would would check is like, oh, what what do you put in it? I don't think it's the first thing I would ask. I think I would taste it, go, huh, this tastes so different than most smoothies I've ever had. And mm-hmm. then I would ask what's and in it. And then inquire. I okay. kind of wonder, I th- kind of feel like this is a function of age. Like I, I too, maybe mm. at 25 would have just been like, I don't know what's in anything. Wonderful. Thanks so for it the never would occur to me to ask. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just like, thanks for this free thing. But um, yeah, now they've learned an important lesson. Do you think that the roommates in this case have any right to be upset? I'm like a tiny bit, but they also need to get over it. Get over it. I mean. They it, didn't it, ask. They didn't ask. It's a hilarious I like it. It's so unexpected, you know, like. <laughs> Listen, yeah, it's a little weird that there were oysters in your smoothies. <laughs> it sounds like you, you liked it. Yeah, but it sounds like you liked it. Yeah. So except this new thing you've learned about yourself that you're capable of enjoying an oyster blended into, into another. a smoothie. Yeah. If any of our listeners would like to write in or call in with a explanation of why a masticating juicer is better than a centrifugal juicer in like <laughs> an actual real way where you have some you like link to some scientific Yeah, you have some like elegant explanation for Yeah, us. exactly. Yeah. Then I would love that because all I'm feeling right now is that I'm juicing wrong. Mm. <laughs> you probably are. Have you consulted the internet? Yeah, a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, here. So this is, is this a hacks? Oh, no. Dr. Andrea Bonoir for Ooh. the Washington Post? My, my. Okay. Wow, I've been doing this all wrong. Apparently, I could have been getting things from a second Washington Post source. Here we go. 
I recently broke up with someone I was with for four years. We were supposed to go to my best friend's wedding in October and has had RSVP'd as a couple. Mm -hmm. Okay. My friend has told me that my ex has now updated his RSVP to bringing a date. She is upset because they do not right. have the extra space. Right, I am like they're ups- still both going, but they're just not a couple anymore. And then he's trying to add a plus one. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She is upset well, because they do not have the extra space. Mm-hmm. I am upset because I don't want to see him with another woman all night. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will be going solo no matter what. Maid of Honor duties and other close friends will oh be my keeping God, she's me the maid occupied. Of honor. Yeah. yeah. The problem is. Here's the problem. We haven't even reached it yet. Oh, the problem God. is she wants me to talk to him and tell him not to bring someone. No, that's her job. We are Sorry, now a little I tense just... about. Yeah, you've already answered this. <laughs> Wonderful. We are now a little tense about this because I don't feel it's my duty nope. to do so. And I really don't want to talk to him. And it will seem like I'm just jealous. Tiebreaker yeah. vote. We'll break that tie. Yeah. Not your job. Listen, I know that like you, when you're in bride mode, you're like, what can I delegate to my yeah. to my people, right? Not and like this. maybe she sees you as maid of honors being, yeah, but not this. She not can this. tap another bridesmaid to do it. She can ta- no. tap her. Tap, tell him yourself. Tell, she but, needs yeah, to t- tell the bride needs to tell him yourself. This isn't someone else's duty to inform him. You, It is just your duty as the bride or the groom, as somebody right. planning the wedding to say, Oh, I'm sorry. There seems to be some confusion, but there just isn't room for you to bring yeah. a plus one. Apologies. Apologies. The end. The end. The end. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not this girl's problem. Not this woman's problem. Oh. Ew. Okay, great. That was an easy one. That was I so easy. I liked it so much. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I love it when they're clear. Oh, my God. I have another one. I forgot about this one. This is one of my favorite ones. Oh, my this God. This is an oldie but a goodie from okay. Slate. You may have read it. Because it's from 2013. But I have come back to it so many times and never brought it to the table. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for this. Signed, Fireman. Fireman. Okay. Fireman. Fireman. My girlfriend and I are having a disagreement. I posed to her the following hypothetical situation. Would you rescue from fire and certain destruction the last surviving copy on Earth of the complete works of Shakespeare or Uh a single puppy? My girlfriend said that she would rescue the puppy because the puppy is a fellow living being. She is highly educated and claims to have respect for Shakespeare. But I think my girlfriend's choice is the wrong one. (laughs) I would rescue the Shakespeare, not just because of the aesthetic enjoyment we get from his work, but also because of all the moral insight it provides us including possibly the insight that enables the concept of animal rights in the first place. We've argued a lot about this. I cannot take her answer seriously, but I find it rather disturbing nonetheless. She never rejected the hypothetical question out of hand or said that the two things aren't even comparable. She said that mm-hmm. preserving a living, a living conscious thing is more valuable than preserving Shakespeare. My girlfriend loves animals, especially her poodle, and is a diehard vegetarian. I, on the other hand, am obsessed mm-hmm. with Shakespeare and rather neutral towards animals. What is the best mm-hmm. way for us to defuse the situation? Signed, Fireman. <sighs> Oh my God, Sorry. this is good. This is juicy. I have the sinking feeling that you and I are really going to disagree about this <gasps> one. Oh my God, really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little nervous. Share with me your thoughts. Well, I think my first thought is that I'm thi- I'm, th- I'm feeling conflict because I'm realizing maybe I've been holding two incompatible 
beliefs. Oh my God, beautiful. This is a nice moment for you. Um, Yeah, let's try to work through them. So I think one is, you know, like all suffering is suffering and like anything we can do to relieve at least human suffering, like we're morally compelled to do so. Okay. That's one belief I hold on to. I, you know, and I've, I know that I don't always extend that to animals. It's just a fact. Like I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I don't consistently extend that to even pets. Like I'm not the kind of person that like, you know, gets really upset when people's pets die. Like Mm. they just, they don't live that long. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like they're just not, their, their lives in my value system are not equal to human lives. Okay. Get ready tear me apart internet like whatever i think the stakes for me are pretty low with the puppy versus the shakespeare because i do feel like um you know i'm a writer and i do think that literature is important and i i mean there's really no more important literature in the english language than shakespeare so um i'm i'm here to save the shakespeare i don't know if i've actually unearthed a conflicting belief but um i do kind of in the back of my like brain tingles a lot of sympathy for this writer who's like why do i like this person who doesn't think this <laughs> like thinks a little bit less of someone who's sort of a bleeding heart for puppies okay what do you assume cuz you said you assume that we're <laughs> what do you assume my answer is going to be well, I thought if you were irate by this one, that you were irate at the writer, which usually when you say that you're about to get outraged, you're usually outraged at the writer themselves. And so, like, but why do you think I'm outraged at the I writer? Don't, I don't know, actually. <laughs> Maybe because they like are lording this over their partner in a way that seems out of proportion to <laughs> yes, you. fuck But off. I'm here to say like, no, I kind of get it. <laughs> no, I don't think you should do hypothetical situations with your loved ones. I also... like. <gasps> don't like no. just blanket no <laughs> this kind of shit is so annoying to me this sort of is like that idea of like i can logically answer yeah. this this sort of thing yeah. and my logical answer really puts me in a place that is kind of above my partner his firm stance in this is um just kind of revealing that he believes that like one can kind of like be objective yes. like that you know, and that's gross. Like, that's actually what grosses me out about Elon Musk the most, <laughs> yes. is that Elon Musk thinks that he can think through all the world's problems in a way that is completely objective and arise at, like, answers. Right. And it, I find that disgusting. I, yes. I find that kind of hubris gross. And I do understand what you're saying, because I do know that feeling of, ew, you use thought experiments to, to think you're more logical than me. Like, Gross. fuck yeah, off. Totally. I don't want to hang out with you. Yeah, so- like, this is revealing values that we don't share. That's, exactly. I think, all that's happening. I, I like what you have revealed to me, and I, I'm delighted. <laughs> no, I am. I'm, I am sort of delighted by it. But I think, like, the idea of somebody feeling as if they're take away from a hypothetical, from right. a hypothetical, is right is revealing rightness about them and wrong about somebody else is so, so, do so, so... Do they say that they're right or do they just say that they're weirded out that they don't agree? Like, I don't, you know, I don't know. I cannot take her answer seriously, but I yeah, find it okay. rather disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> if a man gives me a hypothetical, I'm like, nope. No. Like, I won't even engage in hypotheticals. Hypotheticals are, are particularly in the case of relationships, really oh unuseful. Because they just unearth said. conflicts that you don't need yes. to unearth. Yeah. I think that for me, ideas of how I will and won't react in mm. a situation 
are actually kind of damning because when that situation comes along, you sometimes find you are a different person. Than you thought you were. Oh, my God. And it can be pretty upsetting if you feel so firmly, firmly, firmly grounded in an idea that when this happens, I will do A, B, and C. And if you do D, it's pretty disruptive to... To your sense of self. And a better way to think is like, is to kind of consider these ideas, you know, but and then and then accept that, yeah, in context, you you really can't know until you're in the context. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's absolutely right. I think everything you've said is right. I couldn't agree with you more. I do really like what you said. And I do hear what you said. And and about just sort of this reveal about somebody you love in in lots of different situations, not just in hypotheticals, yeah. can can be difficult. Just sort of like that's how my partner reacts, or that's what my partner says. But you know what? That kind of thing is going to come up like all the time. You're going to find out that your partner is a different person than you. And that's going to be painfully (laughs) revealed to you over and over again until you finally accept it. That's what long-term relationships are. The like slow realization that you and your partner are not the same person and there's nothing you can do about it. (laughs) It does feel like a real rupture at certain points in your relationship. But you'll get over it. You'll get over it or you won't. And or there will be too many ruptures and like right. it'll turn out right, like that, too like, frequent yeah but um if you do plan to be in a long-term partnership get ready for more of this yeah you know like yep yeah i have a friend that um sort of trades in these hypotheticals like as a, that's sort mm-hmm. of what he brings to the friendship table he's mm-hmm. like okay guys how about this and he'll always ask them in a group of couples which is pretty <laughs> it is disturbing and disruptive but it's... he sort of knows it like we and we all know oh, we're man. like bobby you're like here it comes yeah here it comes and he's like all right would Brace you yourself. cut off your spouse's toe if you were going to get, if if someone was going to give you $10,000 cash? <laughs> and then people have to answer on the spot in front of their spouse. And um, it's pretty mean, but it's also pretty funny. Because <laughs> if you can, like, yeah, uh, Matt and I often disagree about the hypotheticals. Like, this is like, you know, I have a little more cruelty in me than Matt does, I think. But again, because they're not real, like, I don't think either of us takes it that seriously. Sure. Like, if it came down to it, of course I'm not going to cut his toe off. But it's funny to say so. <laughs> the only hypotheticals I will trade in is would you rathers. I have nothing to say about two <laughs> firemen. No, I, I don't yeah. know if this is a thing that is, like, irreparably damaging to yeah. his relationship. And I'm not there to make that call. But you are here to say... By the way, fireman and vegetarian girlfriend, you are not yeah. the same people. <laughs> you might be a growth point in your relationship. Yeah. 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 You know what this okay, so I had I had been thinking about them as two women. When you said this guy, I'm like, oh, and then I it gave me he flashes fire to fireman. Fireman. Right, right, right. Okay, of course. Yeah, yeah. And then and it gave me flashes to um the guy who admits in the blog that like when he found his wife, he'd stopped looking for an intellectual equal. <laughs> like, I do think there's something gendered about feeling like you, your partner is not your intellectual equal. And like oh, finding differences God. as a way of proving to yourself that it, there's something, there's some like intellectual capacity mm. issue here, you know, that's kind of what this stinks of a little sure. bit. Sure. Um, find that fascinating. I find that fascinatingly gendered. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Ah, fireman. I will read you this question. This is a question from Ask a Manager. Listeners may know it's my favorite. All right. A reader of Ask a Manager writes, 
My boss, Valerie, makes up little lies about people who report to her. She... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's... Yeah. I like when I'm already laughing one sentence in. Yep. It's weird. Okay. She never lies about anything work-related. And while those of us who report to her all know she is a fibber about things, our clients and other people have no idea. Valerie would have no reason to lie about these things, so clients and others have no reason not to take her at face value. Mm. It gets an, it gets annoying to have stories and lies going around about us when none of it is true. For example... Oh, thank God Val- there's an example. All I know, I I'm, I'm sort of like cut to the examples. Valerie says my colleague Casey is lying about having heterochromia? Um, she has different colored <laughs> eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay, got it. I, I'm like, my question mark was, am I saying this right? But then I'm like, yeah, I think yeah, I said yeah, it right. Yeah. Okay, um, Casey really does have it, but because of Valerie, everyone else thinks she wears a different colored contact lens oh, every day. What the? <laughs> yeah, wow. no, these are dumb lies. These are weird lies. Okay, Casey showed us baby and child photos to prove it, but Which she you can't should sh- never have to do. <laughs> no, but but and here's where here's the rub. She can't show every client or every other person, you know. So Valerie's story is believed. It makes Casey look weird, bad, or attention seeking to everyone who has heard the story. Wow. Here's another one. Valerie told everyone my colleague Martin has PTSD from his time in the army and in the war zone. Martin was in the army, but he never saw combat and was only ever stationed here or in allied countries with no combat. He does not have PTSD, but Valerie has told everyone otherwise, so clients and our colleagues think he does. Valerie told everyone, I went through an explosive, nasty divorce with a years-long court battle. I had a boyfriend in high school and one in college but neither relationship was serious and both ended when we graduated on good terms. I've never had a serious relationship, let alone been married. Oh, There's man. no easy way for me to prove that I've never been married besides my word. I know my colleagues who also report to Valerie believe me, but everyone else and our clients think what she said is true. I'm new here. Valerie is high up and she has pull and is friends with those in authority here. No one outside of those under her believe us over her. She never lies about anything for work and has a good reputation in our field and with our clients. She's well known while none of us are. Casey said something to Valerie's boss once and said the response was that even if Valerie's making up lies, she isn't telling serious ones or defaming anyone or accusing them of anything criminal. It is frustrating and I could give many more examples of the lies she tells. Do you have any suggestions? Whoa. Yeah, actually, they are kind of like they, these are bad lies. They're like, actually incredibly they are bad reputation lies. ruining. Yeah, and good. just so, so inappropriate. Well, the the yeah. PTSD one, I I think That's is beyond the pale. That's well, a step yeah, too far. because yeah. it it is like insinuating a medical condition. Yeah. The other ones cross the line in an incredibly uncomfortable manner. The Martin PTSD one may actually cross legal lines. I mean, it actually, if Martin actually did have PTSD, it would be illegal for her to to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, That's actually true. Yeah. I, I have no idea what you do. Well, this is absurd. I don't know what you do either, but I'm kind of wondering, like, why do you think, can you picture this person? You've got this boss, Valerie, and she's She's a compulsive liar. I mean, she, she has a medical condition. Yeah. Have you ever um, had a compulsive liar in your life? No. I haven't either. No. It seems so wild. I think the only, I mean, you you have to write extensively on this, right? Like the only thing is to like publish. Oh, yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah. I think try to get inside Valerie's head and try to put that, put that consciousness down on paper. That would yeah. be really interesting. I mean, 
Yeah, it's like a weird power. She's like, I have insider information about these people that might give clients insight. Like, it's like, it's interesting because it's sort of like she's bartering mm-hmm. with clients, yep. like to get close to them. She's yep. bartering in, in gossip and, and factoids mm-hmm. um, and completely fabricating them to do so. And as though she's playing some like really intricate and intense game when actually there's like much easier ways to get yourself on clients' good sides. Like, yep. it's just... It's wild. I wouldn't necessarily assume just yet that your complaint would go unheard. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think if they hear it from a second person, that's yeah. likely that they'll be like, oh, maybe this is kind of weird. Yeah. I, I just like this idea of I'm new here, quote unquote, I'm new here. Valerie is high up and she has pull and is friends with those in authority here. No one outside of those under her believes us over her. I I'm just like not I am not positive that is necessarily true. I mean, with the right mobilization, you may mm-hmm. be able to inform higher ups of the lies that she's telling. Yeah, and if Valerie's worked here for a long time and she has relationships with other people throughout the company, she's probably worked pretty closely with them enough that some of them know that she's full of shit. Exactly. She didn't just start lying when she started working with your team. I want, I if I were this, oh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know how important this job is to people, but I would be... I would get a divorce and the equivalent here is yes, just leave. I but. would be so, this makes me so deeply uncomfortable oh, that yeah, if disturbing. I weren't able to bring it to higher ups, I'd be like, I'm out. Like, and I this just, is a bad scene. Yeah, no, it's totally not a good scene. Neither normal, no good. Yeah. No, get out of there. Yeah. But we don't know everybody's like. It's, oh, yeah. No, this person might ha- probably will have to stay in this job. It is COVID. We are right, in like an economic depression after all. So exactly. you're sorry. You're fucking stuck in this really toxic place. Yeah. Might as well try to do something. I don't know. Oh, my God. Yikes. Yeah. It's, this one's a yikes. Yikes. File this yikes. under yikes. File this one under yikes. I wish we did have a filing cabinet where we filed these away. <laughs> This is a um, Carolyn Hacks from the Washington Post, and it's signed L, just the letter L, period. Mm. Dear Carolyn, my husband and I own a condo in a 22-unit building. A homeowners association board member posted signs about the building rules during the pandemic. The rules were typical for these trying times, but the number of signs was obsessive. Mm-hmm. Many building residents did not like the signs, but my husband was the one. He was the one. <laughs> Lucky it. you. I'm going to be the one. He was the one who wrote a nasty letter to the association about the number posted. The board member responsible is a friend of mine. Her feelings yeah. are hurt, and she has said some snide remarks about the letter. She and I were both part of a group of women who meet weekly for happy hour. I feel caught in the middle. My mm. husband has had a hard time getting over being mad about the signs, and uh-huh. I know the board member is angry at him. Yeah. I just want to go to happy hour and drink and <laughs> gossip. Why can't we all just get along? Signed, oh L. This is so awesome. This question was made for you, Alyssa. I know. Why can't Um, we all just go to happy hour and drink and gossip? No, what (laughs) you actually want is more fighting over the condo rules. Like, you don't want to go to happy hour and drink and gossip. Oh, God, no. I would never want to go to happy hour and drink and gossip. The addition of 
gossip in there actually really rubs me the wrong way because if mm, because had mm. this person just been like I just want to go to happy hour and drink right like and I don't want to do the gossip yeah this feels gossipy the gossip idea just plays right 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 back into oh, this interesting yeah the husband wrote the letter wrong that's probably true but then again you know this just makes me feel like it's an allegory for politics generally like <laughs> if you're if you're gonna care about something someone you love is gonna disagree with you about things from time to time and you can like make fun of them say snide remarks about their views and like kind of get into it and then at the end of the day go have a drink like oh, that yeah, is sort true, of true, how true. it works you know like the way i see this is like it is totally it's totally fair and legitimate for the husband to be like the amount of signs is is absurd absurd and anxiety provoking but instead of kind of a snide and rude letter just to like thank you for these signs i the amount of them is making us feel anxious in the next posting do we think we could have half as many the end yeah 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 But I would say when you're speaking to um, people in power that Mm. you don't have to be polite. So Yes, you do. I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) This is no. (laughs) Yes, fine. I'm just I'm just I don't know. I'm just throwing shit up. In the the allegory idea of this, sure. But Uh when it comes down to like small small town politics, I actually don't believe. Yeah, I actually don't believe that this sole (laughs) board member who's also your friend has more power than you, like in a meaningful way. I see this more as like, have you watched Mrs. America yet? Like it just made me think about like all these super smart women hanging Mm -hmm. out, hashing it out, like really getting mad at each other, but also really committed to each other and like Every now and then sort of like realizing that it's time to sort of like not fight about who has the best idea and just Mm. like get back on the same page. But you still have to fight like it's like, I don't know, I like I think we've talked about this before where it's like sometimes life isn't one thing or the other, you know, like some days you need to fight with your friends and some days you need to like put your friendship above the fight. And I just think that like all people involved in this this 22 unit building um, issue can like do the same. It's fine. Yeah. Sure, no one, sure, sure. And and it also like the woman speaking just reminds me of like non-voters who feel <laughs> like like what like I don't want to get in the fray. What if I ruin my friendships by like, you know, voting or voting differently? It's like these people actually don't care. Like I would bet you a million dollars that like the husband and this woman who's saying the who the board member is saying the snide remarks about the letter, they're just like, eh, it's what it is. Like we Yeah, maybe. I guess and so. she's the one that's like, I can't take the confrontation. Oh my god. You know? Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe. I still stand by just write your letter nicer. But I guess yeah. I would say to this wife, get over it. Like you can you can say to your friend sorry that my husband wrote a snarky letter yeah which kind of wine would you like me to bring to happy hour yeah yeah well it's but that's the thing her friend isn't even sort of appealing to her in that way like i don't think her friend expects her to the board member her feelings are hurt and she has said some snide remarks about the letter yeah about the letter but not about her husband you know what i mean like yeah 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 yeah. i think she can say snide remarks about the letter but not at the same time that she's not sort of being like oh your husband's an asshole get him under control you know like that's fair that's fair right so okay so in the end fine 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 this fuck it the husband wrote this rude letter wife who wants to go to happy hour drinking gossip continue on yeah it's fine you can do it It's 
been great catching up with you, discussing these questions. A pleasure. Always a pleasure. You can uh, find us at dearsoandso.pizza, submit a question. Um, I think that's it. You can find our episodes as well there. Oh, sure. You You can listen to it. can also follow us on Instagram, and we'd be delighted if you did, at dearsoandsopodcast. Also, if you would like to give us a call, leave us a voicemail with some questions or comments to be played on the show, ring us at 323-364-5078. That's dad dog. Five oh seven eight. Our theme music is by Busy Hempel. And as always, I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. And I'm Steph Carp. Talk to you next week, Steph. See ya. Bye.